Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of the Big Metal Podcast. It's October 19th, 2019, here as we record. The podcast is a place where we gather on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Big Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. So this episode is a continuation of the episode that preceded it, episode 21. In this segment, we will concentrate entirely on the album release show for Metal Galaxy that took place at the Forum in... Inglewood, California, on October 11th. So uh, we now rejoin our conversation at that point. There is an album launch uh, concert at the Forum, first U.S. Uh, arena show they've done, in October 11th, 2019, in Inglewood, California. I was there. Kevin was there. Um, I was. You were there? Yep. Uh, so I don't know what to say exactly. I don't know where to start. Um, I don't know. We'll, I, I don't know. So you, Kevin, I'll, you got there earlier what, in the day. T- you start. Tell you what, I'll kind of drive this conversation because I I have okay. I have different views of this because this was a very this was almost the same exact stuff I'd seen already. This was your guys's uh-huh. for or, Paul. This was your first arena show. Period. Um, so yeah. I think I'm I'm really curious to kind of get your impressions on it. Um, so I think. Okay, first off, it needs to be said the forum sucks. LA sucks. I hate LA. I hate the forum. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get that out of the way. And and the, and the reason I need to get that out of the way is not only does LA just suck in general, but the, the way they handled tickets and line management and merch management was a complete cluster. It was awful um, the whole day. You know, they told us they were going to give us wristbands in the early in the morning that had numbers on them and we could leave and come back. We didn't have to do our unofficial fan numbering um we got wristbands but they were meaningless which is fine we, most of us were hanging out all day you know they line us up to get vip stuff um were issued yet another wristband uh, several of us didn't get the correct laminate because they didn't understand there were multiple levels of vip somewhere in the process they started marking vip ones the chosen one vips with just a, a ballpoint pen putting an X on people's hands. Um, and, and the first 20 or so people, myself included, didn't have that X. So when it was time to go in, they were like, you don't have an X. Why don't you have an X? I don't understand. Are you trying to cheat? Yeah. You know, they, then they, they, tried to, they tried to line us up to go get early merch, but it wasn't for VIP. It was for everybody. You just had to get in line to get the merch outside the venue before the venue opened. Um, even though they, even though they told us that was for VIP. So that, that turned into a mess. The whole thing was just a a bungle. They had no idea what they were doing. It was pretty clear that everybody had a different interpretation of what they were supposed to do. So the poor people who were trying to manage it and run it just made it up as they went along. Yeah. So that, that's my rent about the forum. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I mean, so I, I, I didn't see it as negatively, but I, um, yeah, I mean, I, it was definitely, there were definitely, like, all the different staff people that were trying to direct stuff didn't communicate with each other. Um, and I really think that they, you know, Wonderful Union or whoever it is that's responsible for this really needed to uh, get in closer touch with the forum themselves. Uh, because they because they really didn't understand what was happening. You know, no, people were explaining it to them. And they try. the thing is that at least the people that I interacted with seemed to be trying, you know, um, oh, what was the guy's name? There, there, there was some very enthusiastic guy who was giving out numbers for a while and who was, um, 
who you know was attempting to explain this and you know heard everybody properly yeah i know you're talking about um it was if it wasn't for the fans it would have been a complete it would have been just a disaster and there's no other word the the merch thing was very weird because um it was very okay so inside they had uh sort of like a vip only merch stand outside earlier in the day there were two different um non-vip only merch like trucks Mm -hmm. and well at least yeah it's so the earliest thing the earliest option was at 3 p.m i think it was they they said all right well you know we're going to open this trailer that has the merch in it and you know anybody can go there uh and then later inside there's like you know once you once the vips get in then there's a like a special merch line for the vips um but of course you know the vips are not going to wait till later <laughs> they're going to go get it yeah. so basically everybody got in the line you know the the general merch line um i got i wound up being there i was not too far back in that first general merch line uh but i mean probably 15 20 people before i got there maybe even fewer uh they ran out of all the all the specific the forum specific stuff so they had um maybe not all they had they had posters that were only for the forum uh and they had uh shirts that were only for the forum and then they had these glow in the dark vinyl editions and i was you know all set to buy all of those things and uh they were sold out of all of everything but the vinyls before i got there so super frustrating yeah, and the line the behind me you know i was in the first like quarter of the line probably <laughs> yeah so yeah under merch poorly organized yeah. with the exclusion of the concert just the venue experience was awful yeah you know actually what was what was extra dumb was that you know, they ran out they ran out of the stuff in the at the merch trailer and so you know he, i got what i you know i got my out <clears throat> the records oh yeah oh they actually they also had um and they also ran out of these but they had the uh, um cds with a slipcase a special slipcase for the forum but um anyway they ran out of all that stuff and so i said all right whatever i left um but apparently they restocked later uh so like people further back in the line got them again <laughs> yeah yeah just a mess <laughs> so dumb. anyways you know all right enough enough about the venue yeah. I did I should say I did I I did eventually get my I did, I got all of those things because they Excellent. I could get them at the VIP one inside. But okay, it, good. I would have been pretty distressed if I wasn't able to get any of them. So Paul. Yeah. What ticket did you have? Where did you end up in the venue? What was your first arena baby metal experience like? All right. Well, yeah, so I decided given my previous experiences with just like, you know, being in, in the, the crowd that I didn't want, I didn't want to risk it. And I knew it was going to be a big event. So I have a, I had a seat um, in, mm-hmm. so it, it turned out the way this show was organized, it, this counted as VIP three. Um, <laughs> uh, and so there was a, there was a special section. There were two actually uh, VIP sections, one eleven and one twenty six that were sort of on opposite sides. Um, not at a fairly shallow angle to the stage, not, not super shallow, but, but it was still, it was from the side and it was, uh, the whole layout of the, of the setup was, there was a, there was a stage and then there was kind of like a runway and, 
the the octagon stage kind of went back and forth on the run on the runway. So from the seat, I could see it pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. My seat was so I was actually super lucky. What happened was I I um if you remember back whenever these tickets went on sale, it was a frantic time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, it was. You know, refresh, refresh, hit, hit, hit. Um, and so I immediately bought a ticket, you know, in that section. Um, and then for some reason that I don't quite understand, I waited a little bit and uh, refreshed and refreshed and, and um, the, a, a better one <laughs> appeared. So I bought that one too. <laughs> um, and uh, in the end, in the end, I, uh, so in the end, I was able to actually give the the um, the one I didn't use away, which was good. So somebody else got to go that wouldn't have been able to go otherwise. But um, the the seat I had was actually in. There was nobody in front of me, so it was mm-hmm. sixth row. But it, but there wasn't anyone there, so like um, it was a perfectly clear view. Um, it was fantastic. Excellent. <laughs> so. Excellent. So, what was your impression being? I was on the floor. What was your impression mm-hmm. of? like just attendance before we get into the meat of the concert. Um, did it look sold out to you? So, yeah, the, all right. So the forum has the layout of the forum has two t- vertical tiers. They, they call them bowls for whatever reason. So there's a lower bowl and an upper bowl. And um, the, I mean, we knew from the ticket sales going into it that, that only, it seemed like some of the upper bowl seats were, being sold but generally speaking they weren't um and it seemed like what they what they did on the you know when we showed up and saw inside what they'd done was they'd sort of put a curtain around um that landed just maybe a row or two uh back at the on the, mm-hmm. on the upper bowl so that you in fact it looked you couldn't see that there were a bunch of empty seats that i mean the entire top tier was empty <laughs> but you yeah. couldn't see them so um in the lower bowl it was not, I would say it was, so we know that it said it was sold out. <laughs> like the sign said it was sold out. All the stuff said it was sold out. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of empty seats though. I mean, I, I would say mm-hmm. it's, it felt, and actually on the floor too, um, you know, obviously everybody's kind of scrunched up toward the barrier, but uh, there was some space in the back. Uh, I would say it felt like, I don't know. I didn't even know. 70% full. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, that I'd right? agree with that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, that was a really weird one for me. Um, looking around, you know, even right until right just seconds before the show started looking around, and I was like, man, this is it? <laughs> yeah. I remember watching the live stream while that DJ was playing and thinking exactly that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're just... We're not even going to acknowledge the existence of the DJ Koba. If you're listening, if you ever do that again, I'm not buying anything, any anything ever again. <laughs> That's a threat. That's a... <laughs> yeah, I think we have to say something. But so there was no opening act. There wasn't supposed to be an opening act, really. Except, except there turned out to be there. There was a DJ, and we knew this DJ was coming because we saw somebody tweet about it, right? And so. I had assumed that what this meant was that it was going to be actually sort of like somebody doing walking in music for everybody, you know, like whatever, just a playlist that was manually run. But no, uh, they cranked up the volume. They had a couple guys there with la- uh, like a laptop <laughs> playing nonsense, uh, you know. Yeah. It was terrible. It was too loud. It was so loud that you couldn't actually talk to people <laughs> while it was happening. Uh, 
He wasn't even yeah. DJing. He literally just hit play on a playlist and they stood there with their arms crossed, sipping water. Like, why? Go away. <laughs> Give me the Coba yeah. playlist for an hour. You know, it's like, come on. That was so dumb. Yeah. It was, and it was, it was frustrating because I actually, you know, I went by myself, but, you know, so at least in the, my seat was alone, you know, but I was, ta- you know, sort of talking to my neighbor who'd been there who went to the palladium show and you know wasn't a super fan but still pretty into it um and you know then the dj comes and i I can't even talk anymore now (laughs) just have to sit in like yeah you know i put my earplugs in (laughs) i had to put my earplugs in yeah awful anyways enough of that nonsense yeah well well, what was your impressions of experiencing a, a baby metal arena show? What, what's the first thing that comes to mind compared to maybe what you saw earlier in the tour or years past? Well, I mean, I, I, I feel like I, in a sense, I kind of knew what to expect because, you know, we've been watching all these and I've seen, you know, at least fan cams of the Yokohama and Nagoya shows and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it is, it was really cool to see it all right there. I mean, like, you know, this, it's, um, and also, it is a little bit kind of cool to see behind the scenes a bit. <laughs> so sure, sure. Uh, you know, there's like when the when the octo stage is being moved out. You know, there's like there's like people walking around <laughs> underneath <laughs> trying to make sure it doesn't get caught on stuff and things and pushing uh-huh. it. The um, mm-hmm. no, go go ahead. The so in all these shows that you see on the Blu-rays and stuff, there's. You know, I mean, it's it's supposed to be like a metal show, right? And so there's mm. pyrotechnics. Uh, but you know, when you're watching the Blu-ray, you don't realize like just how hot that fire is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real fire. Yeah, it's not CG. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I wasn't expecting it, but the like the place, you know, it's got it got warm. You know, like in uh, pulses when the fire went off. <laughs> oh yeah. So that was, that was, I thought that was pretty cool, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, it was astounding. It was wonderful. Um, I am not confident. I remember all of it, <laughs> but, but so it goes really by so fast. It's the just a blur. Yeah. It's just a blur. It's so hard to take all it's a sensory overload for the hour and 20 minutes or whatever it was. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. The screen was fantastic and it was, it was gigantic um that is the and, biggest and screen i have well. ever seen at a concert yeah it was spectacularly huge and i'm not exaggerating when i say there was probably a hundred foot tall girls on that freaking screen it was huge yeah and i mean like the screens that i had seen on their tour and like i'm not sure actually i don't know if they brought their screens or whether they just used the venues i, I kind of assumed that they brought their screen just because they needed it everywhere. no that's but, that's built in I mean, they the forum doesn't have a screen like that. I'm sure it's a basketball arena by design that doesn't do basketball anymore. So that's all load in from a special effects company and production company and stuff. Oh yeah, what I meant though was for like the Seattle show and the Boston show and stuff like that. I wonder oh, if that's yeah, their yeah. own screen. Oh, certainly. Um, because that is actually the screen that they had at those little shows is actually kind of low res. I mean, like it, it was it wasn't as impressive as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well um, so the way those things work is they're um they're 12 inch by 12 inch led panels uh-huh, I see. That, okay. that, that get assembled and wired together so they can be infinitely scalable so yeah they're, they're not super high quality and they're not meant to be but they look great from far away which is what they're for mm-hmm. yeah but the uh, the 
you know, seeing, seeing, uh, they had an, an, well, I mean, I guess we'll talk a little bit about the, the actual show stuff, but the seeing future metal, seeing the intro movie, you know, and then all of the effects behind the, the stuff, the show, the songs themselves, it's really quite amazing. Yeah. They really, they really upped the visual effects for this one. And that's what really stood out to me. So where were you? You're, you were, you were somewhere on the barrier. I was, I was at the very end of the stage track, I guess you could say. So, so dead on. Dead on. Um, and that was by design. We were talking about it on and off all day. Um, we were thinking, well, we know that there's a runway of some kind. And I had suggested, well, it's probably, I, if I had to guess, it was going to be the same exact setup as it was in Japan. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. obviously we learned later that I was right. They just didn't have the spaceship thing and the, you know, the Legend M specific butterfly screen thing. Right. Um, but, but the stage setup was the same. So we were thinking, well, we remember from Japan that they spent more than 50% of the concert in the middle or at the end of the runway. So we yeah. figured that would be a pretty good spot. Um, so that's, that's where we went, the end of the, the track at the very end of the runway thing. Well, and I think actually a lot of the, the screen visuals were designed to be viewed from there, <laughs> you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was, that was a pretty good spot to be for like photography as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really great. Uh, Megan Sine was the highlight for sure because they were at the very end and the stage was all the way down. Um, I will say though that it didn't spend as much time forward as it did in Japan. So that kind of sucked. We were kind of far away um, for a mm-hmm. lot of that. Um, and when the stage was all the way forward and all the way up, you, you, you could see like four heads occasionally <laughs> when they were jumping and that was about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, Shanti 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 was one where they went quite high. Like they mm-hmm. elevated the stage pretty high. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, it, was, it was still really cool. Um, and we were about six feet from one of those flame fire launchers and I'm pretty sure I'm still missing hair on my forearms from that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I I mean, I, there's absolutely no reason why I would be surprised by that, but it was still, I was still surprised when suddenly it got hot. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was really cool. Um, what did, what did you, so I guess let's, let's dive into the meat of the concert. I I'll say okay. right off the bat that I now have an appreciation for future metal that I didn't previously because they, yeah. they actually, they played the whole thing. And the video they played with it was different and was probably the coolest piece of VFX and media they've put out to date. Yeah, that is really, that was, it was really nice. Um, well, so there were, there's actually, there's a little bit of a, a preceding video as well. You know, so it started with something that said, I think it was like, gave the episode number. What are we on? Is it, is eight. it, it's still eight? We are. I think we're still on eight. <laughs> okay. Um, and a little bit of Sue narration that ended with this, this beautiful thing that said, you know, uh, don't think feel. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the very next be. beat right in the future middle. That was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful, but the movie, the, the movie that led into it was really nice. You know, they had a couple of like, a, you know, like a red and blue, you know, meteor or something coming at each other and then impacting. Uh, and then the other little narration thing, uh, and then right into future metal. And that was, it was great. Um, the, 
I think it was I think it was in Future Metal the the end of it. Uh, they did this this sort of you know graphic of like constructing uh, yeah. Sue and Moa that it sort of mimics the uh, the Sun and Moon covers. Yeah, that was really impressive. That was that was emotional for me. That was really cool. I was that whole sequence. Um, they were you know you see their silhouettes flying in that what is, I don't even know what that shape the the freaking lamp ship thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, flying flying through the galaxy, you know, and then you end up inside the thing, and they're on these like transporter pads from Star Trek, and they get built from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, with their faces being the Sun and Moon album art covers basically yeah that was just really cool and then into the uh the the laser build out of the 3d logo that That was the coolest thing i was not expecting that i wasn't either and it was incredibly impressive (laughs) and i hope video does it justice yeah i mean i've seen some fan camps that try to capture it but um essentially what they did was they had they had an array of lasers in the back that was sort of like constructing the the uh, baby metal logo uh, and it was I think it was coordinated with the screen so that it appeared like the lasers were actually like building it and it's yes. and it persisted yep but I mean there was enough sort of like cloudy you know mist in the air or whatever that you could see the lasers and and um, it was it was a really really cool effect so yeah um, what a cool way to start the concert like that yeah. was so much cooler than the way they use future metal as kind of the interlude to catch a break in the middle of their regular headline tour. Right. Um, and like I said, when we first started talking about this, I have a way higher appreciation for this song than I did just because of the work and the way it was used at the forum. Mm-hmm. So cool. So, all right, the next, oh, okay, so the next thing they did uh, was they, they launched right into uh, well, okay. It was Dada Dance is what they played. the The way that this began was fantastic, <laughs> though. Um, and by the way, Garrett, how's it going? Okay, <laughs> I mean, is there like, was there anything you what did what did you what was your experience with this? Did you did you um? It was stream hopping. Yeah, I, so, I can give you the the real quick what rundown of the streams. The first guy I found was in the mosh pit on the like facing the stage, left hand side. And for like the mm-hmm. first, like for Future Metal, it was a great, sh- great shot. But as soon as Dada Dan started, he was in the middle of the mosh pit. So it was a mosh pit cam. Uh-huh. And then eventually we migrated to Facebook and then they kept getting taken down. And eventually it just bounced back and forth between two people. Like it was a good show. Like, I mean, I had a good point of view. I would have much rather been there, but. Right. I mean, okay, was... but... Future Metal was great. Like I've. I appreciate that song as a song as it is, and I have more to say about that whenever we break down the album a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the transition yeah. from Future Metal to Dead to Dada Dance was pretty sweet. But I don't, I don't think I got the full effect as you guys got being there. Yeah, well, so, um, and I don't know, how, I'm, I'm not sure how it would have looked from the pit, actually, um, because the stage might have obscured this. But so it's possible I got it, I got the best. Well, I may have gotten the best view of this, although I got possibly too good of a view of it <laughs> in a way. <laughs> but so what actually happened, I assume people are kind of familiar with Dada Dance at this point. Um, but what actually happened was, you know, Future Metal ended and then they did a, a sort of a lead in to um, 
to Dada Dance, which essentially they, they kind of like started, uh, they started the beginning of it and then went quiet and then, you know, went loud and went quiet and went loud. You know, there's just sort of like an intro bit. Um, but so it involves like loudness and then a quiet part where they have like shown, they shown sort of like quiet blue lights out. So you couldn't really see what was going on. But the effect that they managed was that when everything was lit and it was loud, they were standing there stationary. And then, you know, then it would go into this quiet part and then it would be lit again and they would have teleported to another place where they were standing stationary. <laughs> it yeah. was it was just the coolest effect. They, they were like, they weren't there and then they were there and then they were closer and then they were on the stage. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I just was blown away by that. Um, the, what I was thinking about, the the reason I said I could see almost too well is that I could I, I could see them come up, you know, like I could see the hole in the stage where they came up, crouched out, crouched down, and I could see them walk to the next spot, so I could both see how it worked and what we were supposed to see. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I didn't but, see. I just saw the effect, but it was amazing. <laughs> One of the coolest things I've. <laughs> I mean, like it's just <laughs> such a good idea. Hope they repeat it. Yeah. It really makes you appreciate the attention to detail that goes into putting on these shows. Yeah. So I think it's going to be, I, I think that's going to look great on the Blu-ray because they're going to, they'll hide the behind the scenes part and, and mm-hmm. you'll just see them teleport in. Uh, yeah. And I mean, you know, so Dada Dance, they played. Um, and, you know, we will talk probably about it in general, but that's, that, that was the debut of the song. Um, Momoko was the Avenger, and and it it launched it perfectly. I think it is such an energetic song. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we first got our hands on this. There were there were a lot of people. It didn't really. I don't. I still think they really like that song. If it, you know, if, I, if I'm honest, mm-hmm. I think that was kind of the, at least the pain and I was getting, and in, in my circle of people I was paying attention to, and I was like, "You watch, they're gonna play that live, and it's gonna be a banger." And <laughs> I think I was right. <laughs> as, as we've learned you are often right <laughs> yeah I, that song was so fun live and oh my gosh the moa feature in the middle of it just melted my heart it was so good <laughs> yeah so yeah they i mean this is one of those ones that i it, i it's taken me some time to come to like this one and you know we'll do the album review and i'll talk more about that i suppose but but uh yeah it really helps to have seen it uh, mm-hmm. Moa has a uh, there's there's like a, a little rap part in the middle that um, doesn't it actually doesn't even appear on the lyric sheet which is annoying so we don't know what she's saying but I think one thing that was really cool about the choreography of this is that the uh, they actually you know so they're 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 in a sort of standard triangle with like Sue in the middle uh, you know Moa and Momoko but when it came to be that part they rotated it around so that Moa was actually in the middle in the front. Yeah. So, so cool. She got to be center for the middle of her little feature. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then, and then they rotated back around out, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that, that, that was definitely the highlight of that. So, so they started off, debuted, you know, a new song. Um, Actually, is that, that's the, that's the album order too, actually future metal. And then it is. Yes. So. uh, And then everything else was the same. <laughs> well, until the end. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, hmm, go ahead. I, if one of you guys want to go to this, 
through the set list, but like it, w it was the same. Um, but I was gonna bring up towards the end. I didn't want to jump too far ahead here, but towards the end, like I think they kind of fooled everybody. I I remember watching the fan cams and watching people leave after the lights went out, and I'm sitting here like, okay, they're gonna they're they haven't played they haven't played China or Arcadia or Arcadia yet. They gotta come back out and do that. And that's what kind of everybody else was kind of agreeing with. But we saw kept seeing people get up and leave. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Josie said general concert advice if the house lights aren't on don't leave yeah exactly right <laughs> if, if if several thousand people are chanting one more song good bet is to stay put just yeah. in case you never know so i mean i i have i think almost never you know at least in in professional concerts believed that anyone is doing anything in this uh, you know like it's just a little play that everybody plays with encore oh, yeah. you know so absolutely so they know they're coming back out. They're just, you know, and you're supposed to do the chanting part. And, you know, if you just get tired and stop chanting, they're going to come back out anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like here, it's true that they really don't do encores, but it's also true that they, you know, there's no way they were done. <laughs> the lights were off, you know. And, I mean, for me, I wouldn't have even thought of leaving because I would have assumed at least there was going to be a lore outro, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I remember yeah. that be seeing that in the chat too. Everybody was saying there was no lore out, so it can't be it's, over. There's, it's the lights. If the house lights aren't on, the show is not over. Yeah, <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> but okay, so the um, maybe just maybe to run through the set list quickly, just in case there's something that we're reminded of. Um, Magitsune was next, so you know, like after after starting off with the new album, they went to some old stuff. I, uh, I do want to say. Uh -huh. During Megatonay, during the middle, during the call and response, uh -huh. Dada Dance's choreography is so insane. All three girls had the most messed up hair I have ever seen any of them have. Go cool. find pictures of <laughs> Sue's hair in particular. The the antenna are back and they're not supposed to be. She <laughs> looks like she just got out of bed. Like <laughs> hair everywhere. It's fantastic. Go find a picture. That's funny. Yeah. Actually, some of the I remember. Um, this is sort of off topic, and I don't remember which song this was for. Um, but uh, as the stage kind of like progressed through the you know on the track, you could see uh, in some fan cams you could see them like drinking out of the little water, you know, like sipping out of the little water things and stuff that were on the stage with them. Like you can mm -hmm. see little bits of like uh, behind the scenes things. I think oh, yeah. the thing I'm thinking of may have been with Papaya, but it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti was next. Um, and in that one, you know, it was, it was what you, it was what you would have expected it to be like, you know, with very, you know, very impressive screen. They were very high on that one. That's what I recall. So you probably, Kevin, you probably didn't see them very well, I guess. No, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then elevator girl, you know, actually some of the, some of these times I, like I barely remember what was happening on the screen in Elevator Girl. Um, like I would forget to look at the screen. Same effect <laughs> they did on the smaller shows. Yeah. Um, actually, that's an interesting question. I don't remember. Did they do live effects or did they replay what they've been using on tour? And did Kano make an appearance? I I don't remember. I actually also I don't think know. I want to say they played rerun footage. Okay, but didn't okay. show, but didn't show Kano. 
I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was that watching almost through a secondhand camera. Um. Yeah, I mean, so the angle that I was at made it actually a little bit hard to see both them and the screen at the same time, and I'd mm. much rather mm. be looking at them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, you know, and actually the other thing, too, is that so there was the huge screen, but um, on flanking the the huge screen on either side was a, like large but not huge screen that it wasn't showing the same stuff. I mean, so that the the littler screens were, you know, they were they were sort of like the cameras you would expect to find uh, like what Wawa would broadcast or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so the big screen in the back was actually doing like the big screen show stuff. But the little screens were there if you needed if you couldn't see what was happening and wanted to see what see you know like a close up camera thing, and I also kept forgetting to look at those. Those were also interesting, but you know. So another thing I will be looking forward to when I see the <laughs> pro shot. But okay, uh, so then uh, they moved to Kagero, and this oh, was interesting. Should figure it announced before you get too far ahead. Um, it was Momoko for Dada Dance, Megatsune, Shanty, 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 and Elevator Girl, and then exactly going into Kagero was Riho. Yep. Was, was that what was that, was that what you're gonna what you were going to say? Uh, as it happens, yes, but that's fine. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, um, that's cool though, right? I mean, like, oh yeah, like, I was, I was, we got two I, was I, I remember seeing the um, Discord just blow up. Yeah, because everybody at that point was confirmed. Oh, it's Momoko, it's Momoko, and then out of nowhere, Kagro comes out, and you see Riho there. I'm like, okay, yeah. And of course, a lot of people thought that Kano was going to be there for this. Um, a lot of people were sure that she couldn't possibly be, you know, and it, mm-hmm. whatever. But. Um, Anyway, so I know for me, I was looking at this and like for a little bit, I was just doubting myself. I'm like, wait, was I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting because I thought Momoko hurt herself because I saw her stumble during, I think it was Elevator Girl. Maybe it was Shanti Shanti Shanti. She definitely mm-hmm. made a pretty obvious mistake that I noticed. Um, it was my first time seeing her live. So I wanted to, you know, see how she did. Um, so I thought she hurt herself or something. And Riho was like, tagging in and was on deck <laughs> could be i don't know but yeah so uh rio swapped in and um stayed for a while so kagero starlight starlight was amazing uh, it was it was amazing i knew it was going to happen you know because i'd seen renditions of it before but it was mm-hmm. amazing to see it live starlight with the lasers is yeah. really special and the effects yeah, so they they did the same thing that that we've seen happen before, where they sort of like they fill the they fill the space with sort of like smoke, uh, mm-hmm. and then or mist or whatever it is, and uh, then have flat lasers, you know. So so it's giving you this like cross section of the the smoke flowing, and it's um it's really something. And they have a really nice intro to it that, uh, of course, isn't on any any studio recording. Uh, right. Then give me chocolate. Uh, which was as you know, it was give me chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Papia. 
and that was cool to see. You know, it was cool to see it just happen in real time and everybody <laughs> doing all the, all. I mean, you know, everyone doing a the very thing. large number of people had the towels. Excellent. So the actually the um, towels. I don't know. I, I don't know who made them, but someone was distributing distributing you know yellow papaya towels both at, at New York and then at at LA. Um, I was not fortunate enough to get one, but a lot of people had them. I forget his name. Um, I just want to mention that he didn't have those made. He handmade every single one. Jeez, that's a lot. South shows. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I was saw them a little bit. I, I saw those at the Kansas City show. I don't know if they're the same ones he made, but Mike the Vike. Okay. Mike. Well, they were um, they were beautiful, and the I mean, so I, I, things are all getting jumbled up. But we did after the forum happened, uh, the official accounts, you know, the social media accounts did tweet various things that actually showed footage from it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, various points. Um, and those towels, you can see them, <laughs> you know, like those towels oh, yeah. would be in the pro shot, uh, and so that's really quite cool. I had a. Sakura Gakuin towel, courtesy of yes, you, did. you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, but the, I was just one of the distributors of the SG towel. I didn't actually make and donate them. Right, I think uh, Renee had them, right? Renee, yes, Renee did them. Um, but no, I'm, I'm pleased to have it, and that was the thing I was swinging during the song. Uh, Excellent. So can always use more pink. That's right. <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, it was impressive in the way you'd expect. It was, you know, the the whole crowd was swinging things around it's gonna look good on the pro shot mm-hmm. uh okay and then let's see so then when that was done yeah we, we got back to momoko and distortion uh can't think of anything in particular with that i guess there was a lot of you know, people sang, sung along you know as they fairly fairly well as you do um it's funny how little i remember this i can't wait to the pro shot <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh and then karate and then headbanger um and then road of resistance and that i think uh road of resistance there was quite a quite a long quite a lot of singing along which you know that worked worked out well that song is exhausting with this particular stage layout because they start at the back and they push the dang thing all the way to the front when you're supposed to sing uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, your, I did sort of feel like I was running done. out of energy. Your your voice just gets demolished during that. <laughs> but so yeah, and Road of Resistance is uh that's a song that they have been ending on, you know, so it is not ridiculous to think that they would have ended on that, except for that this is the forum. They can't possibly have only played one song <laughs> that was new. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so it did get dark at that point, uh, after this was over and, and, you know, I was sitting there waiting for a lore radio to start. Um, but instead what ended up happening is that they, uh, started shine. Um, and so let's see what to say about that. That was, of course, it was very cool. Um, they, they did, uh, have a bunch of like, you know, dry smoke or whatever, flowing off the stage which really looked good i mean i kind of worry about them walking around on it like <laughs> how can you tell where the end is <laughs> but <laughs> anyway nobody fell off uh the so i think all right so what they basically shine was 
very sort of, it was premiered at Legend M. It was very special at Legend M, uh, you know, in Nagoya. And it's different. It was different at the forum. So mm-hmm. they turned it into a real three person thing. They turned it into a thing. Yeah. So in a sense, I, can, I mean, I liked it. It was great. Um, yeah. Oh, and Rio was back. Did I say that? <laughs> Rio, Rio was there for the last Rio two. Rio was back. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, I sort of, I would have liked to see the duet that they did at Legend M. Um, Me So now too. this makes it sort of like the rest of them. Yeah, everything special about that song just kind of vanished for me. Mm-hmm. In the mo- in the moment, I and I kick myself for, I don't know, having this opinion because it's it just feels like the wrong opinion. But it, it, I had trouble enjoying the last two songs because I was really looking forward to seeing the duet again. Uh, yeah, and I really like the songs, um, but nevertheless, yeah, I mean that know. went that went away. You know, I still really enjoy Shine. It's one of my favorite on the albums and the version that legend M will always be the definitive version of shine for me at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. In the moment, in the moment, I, I don't know. I had psyched myself up to see the duet again. So I was actually, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. And, and shine actually, so they did the same thing that they had done before where it's where it kind of it kind of actually faded out even live which i still find kind of weird um and then sort of transitioned into arcadia which they have ended on i think before um and it's been yeah that's that was i i think it worked actually um as an ending this time even though i didn't used to think so yeah i still don't think it works great as an ending Okay. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I, I liked it. I liked it as an ending. It's very, yeah. it's very fast and powerful. I I know that there's, um, it doesn't, and see the thing is like now we know it. It unlike you know Yokohama where everybody's sort of standing dazed, un, not understanding what was happening. <laughs> oh, actually, and I guess that's not even true. It, it was the finale in Nagoya, right? Yes. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's true that there's not there's not a like a, a way to participate. So, yeah, and that's just what like I like the song, but the energy you get when you end on a road of resistance, or even the one, just because the whole crowd gets involved, is really mm-hmm. pretty magical. And Arcadia just feels like, oh, well, this is a cool song. Guess I'm not gonna sing along. Oh well. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and that's just kind of how I feel, you know, and it's, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I like the song, but stick it in the middle yeah. <laughs> or, 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 you know, throw it in, throw it somewhere towards the front. I, I don't know. I just, it's missing. It's cool. It's, it's a road of resistance for this album. And I can talk about that more when we actually do our album review, but it's, it's missing the audience part, which yeah. for the last 10 years, I think has been a really important and iconic thing that baby metal has done in their concerts that not a lot of other groups that are exposed to the West do uh-huh. the participation part. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it uh, and there, I felt like there was a fair amount of participating throughout the show, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, then that they, they ended with a, a startling explosion. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, and then they were out. 
and they're out. And then the house lights came on, and that's how you know that the show was over. Yeah, and then it's right. over. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, I think that was that was pretty. It was pretty impressive. Um, what would you say as a first time arena goer to people that have never been to a baby metal arena show? Oh, I would, I would definitely go. I, and I think, I feel like I almost had like. Uh, my experience is not necessarily representative of most of the people in there <laughs> because I had such a good spot. Sure. Um, but it is set up. I mean, it was set up in such a way. Oh yeah. I was actually, this reminds me of something else I was going to say. So, um, when you're, when you're where we were, um, particularly where I was, I guess, and you sort of watch what's happening on the stage and watch what's happening on the, you know, you know, what the commie van's doing and what the, what's happening on the octo stage thing there's a weird delay when you look at the screen behind it. Um, it's like mm-hmm. everything on the screen is happening like a little bit late mm-hmm. compared to what's happening in front of you. But uh, when I, when I looked at fan cams from further away, uh, it's clear why they did that, that um, mm-hmm. because it was, it was perfect. It was perfectly timed if you were across the arena, because of course the sound takes longer to get there. <laughs> yep. So, um, but so I was going to say, actually, like, even if you were far away, you know, it's set up in such a way that you can still, you know, you know, they're there. <laughs> it, yes. this, this place actually wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be really, too. So um, I think even if you were even if you were, you know, in a high up back seat, you could still probably be able to see it. Um, but the screens were set up to help. So, yeah, do it. I mean, <laughs> you, you don't you don't need to get VIP to, to do it. And I think it was. um. I forget now. It's like sixty dollars or something. It wasn't. It wasn't a crazy expensive to just attend. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, flying there, show. of course, was not trivial. Well, sure. <laughs> but well, sure. If you can get there, do it. It's yeah. it's definitely worth seeing the full shebang, and I'm glad you got to experience that. Try it in the pit next time. <laughs> yeah, I think if I if I were going to multiple shows of this sort, then I would try the different experiences. I think um, mm-hmm. the risk seemed pretty high in the pit to me, like that I might wind up not being able to see anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, that's the play. I, if I was going to give anybody any advice, if you're, if there's two nights, get a seat and get a pit. If you can. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's great to be able to see the show, but in a lot of ways, it's way more fun to experience the show. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so let's see the um one thing that was supposed to happen which didn't happen um was or somewhat didn't happen was that they were supposed to broadcast this live to a bunch of theaters in japan like movie theaters at a live viewing um but unfortunately there was a big typhoon (laughs) typhoon 19 i think it was um and so a lot of venues canceled those um and they have decided that there's going to be a round of delayed viewings. I think they're in about a couple of weeks now, like a month or so from, I think it's, I think it's November, mid November. Um, but there's a whole new lottery for that. Like your old tickets won't work. You can get a refund for your old tickets if they cancel on you. But that's a, that's a little bit too bad, but, uh, and I don't know if it was because of that or not, but there was no, there's nothing like Wembley where, uh, we could see them. Right. 
Well, it was definitely there. The uh, the mics. There was two mics on either side of me that had the Wow Wow branding on it. So, uh-huh. it was it was definitely set up for it. Oh, you know that was funny actually. The uh, at the beginning, the there was a crane camera that was sort of surveying the audience like ahead of time, and mm-hmm. and that was almost certainly for the live viewing. Probably. Well, I mean, the so whole was, thing was for the live viewing. Uh, so odds are like spinning around and odds are what you saw on the big screen behind them is what the live viewing would have gotten. Right. Yeah. Um, but there was, there was a point, you know, before anything started really when, when they were just driving the crane around and like, you know, so everyone in the audience was sort of like, you know, cheering for the, the crane camera. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, a little bit, another little behind the things thing I noticed sometime after I think it was starlight or maybe it was Gimme Chocolate, the Octo stage broke. Did you notice that from your oh, seat? No, I didn't. So what the if, thing what broke? So it's four scissor lists. It's four uh-huh. scissor lifts. We learned that from the tweet from the scissor lift company that built it. Um uh-huh. and it's automated. There's a dude with a like a remote control that drives the thing, right? Uh-huh. At some point, I think it was after Gimme Chocolate like six guys were manually pushing it where it needed to go up and down the stage. Oh, okay. I thought I'd, I'd heard that there were people pushing it, but I thought that was just because it needed to go faster than the motor would take it. But I, I doubt it. There weren't guys yeah. in Japan pushing the thing. I can tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> so it e- is, either it's funny though, like just these like miscellaneous guys barely paying attention to anything. and just like pushing stuff around. Yeah. <laughs> in the pit. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I I doubt they were pushing however heavy that thing was, so the motor might have still worked a little bit, or uh-huh. they were able to put it in neutral and get some momentum, but I think something on it definitely broke, because they had to manhandle it the rest of the show. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, that was not evident to me. I mean, like, it wasn't that easy to see what was going on below the stage in the pit. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, or not in the pit, but the, you know, whatever it is, the, the corridor that it operates in. Right. Uh, do you remember, so after, so sometime, sometime after the forum show, like fairly quickly, they were like the social media was accounts were posting things. I guess it it was, I I don't remember what the context was. I think it was basically just album ads, right? You know what I'm talking about? Um... So there was footage from the forum, but I think what was cool about that is that like, it's people that we know in them, (laughs) you know? Oh yeah, sure. Tons of people, tons of people ended up on the big screen. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, various people that we know from the discord, uh, and I mean, you know, people were talking to at the time. And so the cool stuff is that uh, the cool thing about that is that that means that they're almost certainly going to be part of the, the Mm -hmm. pro shot too. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that'll be, I cannot wait to get that. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. It's cool experiencing it for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I'm not sure there's a whole lot more to say. There was a there was an after party. <laughs> Neither of us can tell anyone anything about that, yeah. really. <laughs> but because so yeah, we um there there was an after party organized at a casino or something. Um, and eventually, uh, I we made we made it there. Um, and it was super crowded. And we were kind of hungry. 
Uh, so Kevin, you were there before I was, but when I got there, it was just like, it was just like wall to wall people. Um, and so we just decided to go somewhere else and eat <laughs> elsewhere and then never, never came back. Yeah. It basically was decided it was going to take too long to get served because there was just so many people. So we went and found a taco stand. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that was kind of interesting about that, I don't know if this is, this is, I mean, this is not even like baby metal news. This is really just sort of very insider stuff, I suppose. But, um, it turns out that the casino, the casino knew like the re- the relevant people at the casino knew what was that this was happening. There was going to be like a big influx of people from this concert and they needed to be ready and all that stuff. But the, apparently they didn't actually tell the staff who would actually be working until the day of the thing. So yeah. they were, they were like the actual people on the ground were totally unprepared for this. Um, they were really understaffed and, uh, we learned about this from the guy who also went to this taco place. <laughs> who was just, yeah. you know, who was, I think he was like a manager or something in the place. And it was like, uh, you know, we, you know, we only heard about this today. <laughs> the email went out this morning. So, so I don't know. I'm not sure that, the, you know, like that sounds like it's the casino's fault. I think the, I think the organization, the remote organization uh, of that wasn't really at fault. I think that it was the actual like casino, not, telling its own people what was yeah, going to exactly. happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... Yeah, thanks to Brian for putting all that together. The, the fan stuff all went well. Yeah. The, the casino just kind of dropped the ball. Yeah. And I've seen photos from the the event, and it, you know, it did... It actually looked like people weren't all sardined up together, so maybe maybe if I'd gotten in a little further, it would have been all right. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, looks, it looks like it was fun. Um, and, you know, so I guess... One one kind of regret I have about this is that I I didn't talk to as many people as much as I had kind of thought I was going to because the the cool thing about the forum is that everybody's there almost yeah so there's a fair amount of walking around during the the hot day yes. <laughs> that was the day ahead of time I mean it was like a big parking lot with almost no shade yeah it was pretty <laughs> so. awful I hate L A. LA's awful. Yeah. And for a while, at least they didn't. Oh, you know, another thing I was going to say, um, you know, really backing up a bit, but they sound checked. They practiced all day. I mean, like if you were anywhere near the actual building, they were sound checking stuff for hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. before the show actually started. Yep. So pretty cool, which was interesting. They, of course, they didn't sound check data dance as far as we know, <laughs> but yeah. didn't want to reveal anything, but but I was just surprised at just the extent to which they were really, they were really, you know, still practicing all the way up until the last second. Like this is a good time to transition. I just wanted to segue to, you know, I did and bring it full circle. I did the tour after the forum. I also did a show before the forum mm-hmm. and to bring it back to your point where I say they they rehearsed all day. I think we all underestimate the pressure leading up to this album release and this show at the forum. Um, I think the relief and the change in tone from what I saw in San Francisco to Aftershock Portland and Seattle was an almost night and day. Uh-huh. Um, you could tell that you could feel that there was a huge sense of relief that the forum and the album drop had happened and it was successful, that they had been working to that point, this whole tour and everything after that would just be cake. You, mm-hmm. you could you could see that on all three of the girls, the commie. You could feel it in their energy. 
And I, I think it's worth mentioning and reminding people just the amount of work and the things they do to put on these shows for us and the pressure they put on themselves. Yeah, no, that's, it's, uh, it's hard. Like they, they're not, they could make things easier for themselves and don't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, I, I certainly noticed that in what I could see of the Seattle show. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that they were just goofing around. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, like that. Were... It was like that in Portland. It was like that yeah. even in Sacramento. So I, I think that just speaks volume to how much pressure they put on themselves and the sense of relief probably that the forum was done and it was good and it was successful. Yeah. You can see that in their performance. You know, I think Mo was especially bouncy and spinny and you know, all of them were, it was, it was fun. It was crazy. It was a whole different energy. Yeah. There was a, there was also a, a kind of a cool, um, I think it was a tweet. Um, somebody, basically someone, uh, was near the mixing, the mixing area at, at the forum and caught after the show was over, uh, Kobo walking around and like thanking everybody. Yeah. And he, was, he was very happy. He's like walking around that. on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shaking, shaking everybody. He shook everybody's hand back at the uh, soundboard. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was cool. So I'm sure, you know, even if the, even if the stage did stop working, you know, he was pretty happy with it overall. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Anyway, that was, it's, it's a, a little hard to, digest the fact that it's done now uh i really had felt like that was my own kind of focus for the future as well <laughs> for a long time and now it is no well, longer in the future we'll see you in japan in 2020 yeah yeah i'm still thinking about that the, yeah, the, like, we have the, um... just do it mm-hmm. just do it <laughs> yeah. don't think don't think just do it yeah yeah you know the thing at the beginning where they said don't think or don't yeah don't think feel do it oh uh, I do kind of feel like they have got to be relatively aware of like what we all talk about and how, you know, this like no thinking, (laughs) just buying stuff (laughs) uh, is a, is a meme of a sort. And, uh, and it really actually, that came from something that Sue said before, which was quite hilarious. It was, um, uh, they said, and I forget it. It was something like, can you sum up the like baby metal in one word? And then what Sue came up with was, no thinking, just feeling. It's like, all right, <laughs> close enough, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, that okay. was a lot. Yeah. Here we are, so, two hours. If you've made it this far, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> so what we were we were thinking, actually, you know, I was thinking erroneously before we came into this that we would do all of that and then also then you know talk about the album track by track uh that is obviously not going to happen today uh but that is what i think we're going to do for the next one or two episodes probably is is kind of like go through metal galaxy itself while we're in something of a uh low news time we expect um to just talk about the individual tracks and various things about them there are many things about each of them that deserve discussion um and actually on the subreddit the baby metal subreddit there is they've been doing um like daily every day there's been a, a kind of like a thread discussing each of these tracks where i forget how far along we are i think we're you know nearing halfway through but um there's a lot i have a lot to say about a lot of these things as do both of you i'm sure <laughs> oh yeah so um I, one thing i will say though obviously um 
I think probably anyone listening to this knows this already, but um, get the Japanese version. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just do it. Uh, it is absolutely like the things you get out of that. First of all, you get a uh, a better version of Elevator Girl, I will say. Um, but you also get the two songs that are Japanese exclusives, and they are both absolutely worth getting. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, maybe that's enough. So, is there anything else that we want to get in here? I, I have one more thing. Okay. So in Portland, for the very first time, somebody I didn't know had never met, and did did I didn't know existed. Even talking to them on Discord or Reddit or things like that, recognized me from the podcast, and I told them I'd give him a shout out. So Yarn Punk at Not Bad Crochet on Twitter. It was nice meeting you. It was his first baby metal show. He had a great time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, dude. Thanks. Check him out. Follow him on Twitter at nod at excuse me at not bad crochet. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. No. And I had I I think you know I also um there are a number of people that I met at the forum that I didn't know before, but but I, who I'd kind of met you know sort of in the in the discord you know um so i actually met you kevin for the first time i hadn't done that before (laughs) yes um yeah well and he's not the only one i met a lot of people a lot of you from our discord and community at the forum but i'd interacted with you before this was this one was special for me because i'd never met him or interacted with him before and he recognized my voice so i thought that was really cool and i wanted to give him a shout out yeah that's totally cool (laughs) but um yeah but i would like to mention at least that I, you know, I met uh, John Metal Thirty Five from the from the uh, Discord here. I met Metal Incarnate, uh, with whom who has often brought in, you know, useful stuff in the in the chat that we mentioned. Um, it was let's see who else did I, I um, Avenging I met. Um, just, yeah, there's a bunch, a bunch of people that yep. uh, it was it was really cool to to talk to. Many other people I would like to talk to. Oh, Nemo, yes. Nemo, who is now famous from all the pro shots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was funny, actually. He, um, Nemo was in, a, um, basically, I guess just the, like the designated crowd camera position or whatever, but somehow he managed, you know, he was right at the barrier and he's kind of distinctive looking enough that the camera just like went right to him. <laughs> so yep. it's been interesting hearing, you know, it's the, the, uh, for people who don't know who I'm talking about, it's, uh, this is a person who's, you know, often in the, in the discord talking and you know so it was pretty it was pretty cool that somebody that we sort of know is right there and is clearly going to be featured prominently <laughs> yeah pro shots very cool so so yeah if you find us at a show or recognize our voices come say hi next time i'm gonna have merch i'm gonna have podcast merch next time i wanted to do it this time but i ran out of time so yeah i was actually i had that thought i was going to the kansas city show of like having a podcast shirt to wear there i'm like ah, eh, not <laughs> yet will- there will yeah. there will be merch for me to give you next time you find me at a baby metal show. Yeah, I'll make custom cool. guitar know. picks. Sure, that seems that'd work. Or like little microphones. <laughs> yeah, I'll put our, I'll put our logo on. They'll be white with the black microphone. There on you there. go. There you go. The logo, by the way, um, Kevin made the logo and it is fantastic. <laughs> so if you haven't noticed, oh, like you. the the cool little details, like with the, mm-hmm. it, it has the little skull and the hearts. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, yes, and, and it's surprising to see how old everybody is. 
<laughs> but so it goes. No, it, and it is it is interesting the um, uh, diversity of people there are. I mean, you know, there's young people, there's old people, there's you know, from all over the place. Really, it's uh, it's it's actually true, you know, that it's a pretty diverse fan base. So absolutely. Okay. Perhaps it's about time to quit. So I think so. Next, so join us next time when we talk about the the album. Uh, next times, perhaps. But uh, that's it for this episode. You can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it. So please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks. We'll hope you join us then. And until then, see you. <laughs>